Welcome into our White Sides Intermission Report. It is a 2-2 tie between the Nailers and the brand new Iowa Heartlanders at the end of two. And it's time for another intermission interview. We used to introduce him as Mr. Commissioner. Now we get to introduce him as Mr. President, but he's a lot more like than, you know, some of those that have that title at different times. It's Brian McKenna, the president of the Iowa Heartlanders. And Brian, I've been totally impressed the last two days, just getting in here yesterday, seeing the area, Coralville, Iowa City, Extreme Arena. How did this all come together? Because this is awesome. Well, it, it's uh, thank you very much, DJ, and uh, great to see you again and uh, be back in the league. It's a beautiful arena we've got here. It's a very nice area, the Iowa River Landing development that uh, the uh, arena is kind of the centerpiece for. It's still very much under development. It's probably about three quarters done, but lots of work to do. So uh, as a main tenant for the arena, they wanted a hockey team. So uh, the Heartlanders were born. We still have lots of work to do here to build a fan base, introduce hockey really to this area, but uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. The arena speaks for itself, but what stuck out to you about this area? Because we always go through the whole non-traditional hockey markets, and I think I don't like that term for places like your Californias and your Floridas anymore because they've had it for 20 or so years. But aside from the Iowa Chop Stars Wild and the Quad City Mallards to our east, this is an area that really hasn't been exposed to the product a lot, has it? Yeah, it hasn't. We were surprised, I think, when I first got into the market here to find out that uh, there wasn't more hardcore hockey fans. There's a lot of students that come from Chicago to go to University of Iowa. Uh, so certainly there's some Blackhawks fans, a few Minnesota fans, a few St. Louis fans, but hockey's not part of their DNA here. We found out uh, it's obviously football territory uh, and uh, the Hawkeyes are off to a great start this year, but it's also traditional wrestling. Uh, territory, the Carver Arena on campus, uh, they'll sell that out, 17,000 people for wrestling during the uh, school year. Basketball, obviously, as well, where they've had a competitive team the last few years. So hockey is new, and uh, it'll take us a while to grow the sport at the grassroots levels and to just grow a fan base. And you would think being this far north, this close to Minnesota, this close to Wisconsin, this close to Illinois, that there would be more of a hockey tradition here, but uh, there really isn't. That's the challenge, and we'll work to try to grow it. How do you work with the University of Iowa? Because obviously you take a Saturday, and if it's an Iowa Hawkeyes afternoon football game, you know that all eyes, ears, and everything else are going to be focused over in Iowa City there. But I have to believe that that's going to be also a target fan base for you to try and, like you mentioned, get some of the kids over here as well. No, absolutely. I think, uh, like, we're, first of all, we're not going head-to-head -head with them at any time during this year. Any weekends, they're home. We don't have a home game. We have one this weekend now where they're in Wisconsin, but they have an 11 o'clock start, so we're put, which will be over by about 3, 3.15 in the afternoon, and then we've got a 7 o'clock game. So uh, we're trying to stay clear of them through November till the season's over. And then we hope, though, that, that uh, there are, we know one thing. There's a ton of sports fans in this area, and we think that uh, especially the second half of the year, from Christmas through till uh, early April when the weather's cold, that uh, we can carve out a niche in this marketplace and be a, a, a go-to uh, entertainment product for not only students but just the general population in the area uh, during the winter months. The arena, the field house, which is connected to it, even the hotel, all in one little neighborhood, which I feel like that's perfect. If another ECHL team could come up with something like that, I'm sure that would just be the textbook scenario there where 
the visiting team doesn't even have to walk outside, for goodness sake. How much were you guys involved in the design process of this setup, whether it's in the arena or just the whole block? Well, certainly can't take uh, really much credit for that at all. It was uh, the folks here, the city fathers, uh, the mayor, uh, city manager, uh, visitor uh, and convention bureau president, uh, all had spent about a decade trying to put this whole thing together. They visited a lot of cities around the country and uh, came up with this design, which we think the arena is a perfect size for a market uh, of this size. And the connection to the field house and the hotel, again, make it a very convenient uh, location to be able to host other tournaments too, wrestling, basketball, volleyball, uh, both uh, amateur and high school, uh, and they've done that uh, today too. This reminds me though with the, the uh, arena attached to the hotel, about 5,000 seats, very similar to Boise, Idaho, the situation they've got out there. And uh, I think you'll see more of that in the future. What this is becoming, DJ, is basically an entertainment district. You've got tons of restaurants, bars, uh, apartments, condos, some retail, uh, and uh, as I said before, the arena being the focal point here. So they're trying to make it very much a, a minor league uh, 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 destination in terms of entertainment. Next summer, plans to put an amphitheater about 200 yards from the arena here, right along the river as well, so that there's opportunities there for summer entertainment uh, outdoors also. What was the aha moment? for these buildings because I feel like when I was growing up going to games in Portland in the late 90s and early 2000s the word was big everybody wanted big better fancier 10,000 12,000 seat big cathedrals but it seems like something has struck a chord and these 5,000 seat buildings like Iowa like Idaho like Wheeling Allen that seems to be the perfect size for minor league sports well, I think it is. What happened, I think, back in the 70s, 80s, maybe even early 90s as well, there were a lot more big touring acts. And in order to get one of those, you had to have the 17, 15, 16, 17, 18,000 seat building. There's not as many touring acts as there are now, and they're much more selective in terms of where they're going. So there's no need for smaller communities, mid-sized communities, to try to compete with that. It's more about now trying to get a facility in your marketplace that is more affordable, uh, is uh, accommodating to what the population base is here and making sure that if you've got five, 6,000 seats that you can uh, get a major tenant in here, get your share of the mid-range concerts and other events, but uh, be able to uh, fill that on a consistent basis as opposed to trying to get a large facility that you might only uh, fill two or three or four times a year. What's it like for you being back on this side again? You were a commissioner for years and years. You couldn't have a favorite team. Now your focus is one team and making it shine. Well, it's very much different. At the commissioner's level, you go to a game, you're ambivalent, you sit, you watch, you hope that it's a good hockey game, the fans have a good experience, and the officiating is good. And uh, uh, you're not cheering for uh, for uh, either team. Here, yeah, you're very, I'm very much pulling for the home team here now. So it's different, it's more fun. You get the highs and lows of the wins and losses. And uh, I missed that, I think, uh, during my time at the, uh, at the league. So kind of refreshing to be back on the, this side of the ledger and I'm really enjoying it so far. Biggest satisfaction so far, I mean it's only game two at home for you, I understand that, and biggest thing that you're looking to achieve in year one? Well I, I think the biggest satisfaction so far has obviously been opening night. We had a great crowd in here, over 4,000. The place was electric. We had a good hockey uh, game and managed to win. 
Uh, so you, you put all that together and it was a really fun night and a really rewarding night for not only our staff but all the folks in the community from the city, uh, the CVB, the business community who worked hard to build this and after a decade finally be able to get to see it open and see a, a, a hockey game in here on opening night. Longer term again, what I look forward to over the course of the year is again slowly building that 10 base, trying to introduce our product to the community here. Hopefully they have fun and uh, we'll come back out in growing numbers as the season goes along. You've done a fantastic job so far. Again, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here. You hired a great guy down press row for me and David Fine, so an immediate connection there, and I can't wait to be back here Thanksgiving weekend. So, Brian, great job with everything, and thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Very much. My pleasure, DJ, again, and good luck the rest of the way. Former ECHL commissioner, now the president of the Iowa Heartlanders, Brian McKenna, on our White Sides intermission report. It's 2-2 after two periods. I'll recap the second next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.